Today's scripture is from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears it tingle. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. may be seated. So sometimes when we are having trouble discerning God's voice in our lives, he will use the people around us to help get our attention and to point us in the right direction. Or should I say, he will use the people around us to affirm that yes, God is who we are hearing. Yes, that is what God is asking us to do. Today's scripture shows us one such instance. Samuel is a young man who has been in service to the Lord under the high priest Eli from a young age. It happened this way. Samuel's mother, Hannah, had prayed and begged God for a child and had promised to give her much-wanted son to God should he grant her request. God opened her womb, and she, true to her word, brought him to Eli to serve under him as soon as he was weaned. Now, Eli was a man of quite the position within the religious community of Israel, 
being the high priest at Shiloh, which is where the Ark of the Covenant was held. And he is also numbered among the judges of Israel by many biblical scholars. You know, the judges were those leaders of the tribe of Israel before it became really a nation under a king. Despite his position, though, Eli had already received a word of judgment from God due to the wickedness of his sons. This word from God let him know that his time of leadership was not going to be followed by either of his sons in the same position. Eli was waiting for this judgment of God to fall upon his house. But in the meantime, he continued to serve as high priest and he was mentor to Samuel and he was his teacher there in the temple at Shiloh. It is interesting when we hear today's scripture that Samuel, who has been serving in the house of the Lord, who was sleeping in the temple under the light of the lamp of God and near the ark of God, it is interesting that he did not imagine that it was God who was talking to him that night when he heard his name over and over and over again. But the scripture told us right from the very beginning, the word of God was rare and visions were not widespread in those days. Despite where he was, Samuel could only imagine that the one who was calling him was his teacher, Eli. Eli, who was old and whose vision was failing, however, he was not unfamiliar with the voice of God. He himself had received that very clear word of judgment about himself and his sons from a prophet of God. And when you think about it, wasn't Samuel's very presence the result of answered prayer and a kept promise to God? Wasn't Samuel's very presence a reminder of God's continued activity in the world? Eli, as old and nearly blind as he was, Eli knew who was persistently calling the young man and he directed him how to answer, should God call his name a fourth time that night. So Samuel answered when God called again, and his life was then set on a path that would lead him to be a prophet, a leader, a kingmaker for the Israelite people during a very turbulent time of transition. This man, who needed the help of another to confirm who was calling him, would be the voice of God to the chosen people of Israel over the next many years. He would see the prophecy against Eli and his sons come to pass. He would lead the people during a period of Philistine occupation. He would anoint the first king of Israel, Saul, and would also deliver word to him that God's favor had passed from him, and he would anoint King David, who we will spend the next several weeks talking about further. God used Eli to point Samuel in the right direction. God used Samuel to point a nation in the right direction. So it goes with the call of God. He speaks, we hear, 
and we go. A call is not simply about a personal spiritual journey or providing purpose for an individual who is called. A call is about God putting into service one specific person for a specific mission in his kingdom. We are all called. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are called to mission to the whole world. And this is not just a general calling. It's not just a general mission. We are called specifically. We are equipped specifically. And we are placed specifically where God needs us for God's mission. If you are wondering who is calling you, who is whispering words that make your ears tingle, I encourage you to listen to how others around you might be pointing you in the right direction, affirming what you think you are hearing, and challenging you to act. Just this week, I was talking to a friend who has been spending some time reflecting on her life. She's reflecting on who she is and what she is being called to next. And she found that all that was being whispered to her in this time of introspection and listening was being affirmed by many of those she works for who were seemingly out of the blue encouraging her to apply for that next job that would take her to the next level in her career, that would take her to new ways of using her gifts and graces in service to those she serves. These words to my friend's ears, like Eli's to Samuel, were affirmations that she was hearing these whispers from God. And these words to my friend's ears, like many words of Samuel's would be, were challenges for her to step out of her comfort zone into new places and new ways of serving. May we all hear God's whispers. May we find these tingles of calling affirmed by the very real words of those around us. May we rise to the challenges placed before us knowing that God equips us for the specific calling that he has whispered into our ears. And may all we do and all we say be for the glory of our creator God in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ, with the power and boldness given to us through the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Merciful Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ways that you have called us. Many of us think, you cannot be calling little old me. But Lord, you have placed each of us in unique situations with unique relationships. You have given us special gifts and graces in proportions that only we have. How can we not believe 
that you have something for us. Lord, may we hear your whisper. And when we need affirmation, may those around us help us to hear what you are saying. And may we be challenged by your word and the words of those around us to go and to do and to be who you have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.